You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. If you're looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you have come to the right place. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this marketing-focused podcast, and it's very, very cool to have you guys tuning in to this episode. In this episode, I'm talking to Elle about Pinterest ads, because this month is all about online advertising. We've already looked at Facebook and Instagram and Google, but I didn't want to spend our first ever month talking about ads without doing something a little bit more off the wall, a little bit more blue ocean, if you like. So that's why we are talking Pinterest ads. And you may remember that Elle was one of my guests back in our Black Friday episode where we had tips and tricks from nine different e-commerce experts. And in that, she mentioned Pinterest ads. And when she did that, I was just like, we have to include this this month. So that's why it's here. That's why she's back taking us through this. It is a really simple process to do Pinterest ads. It's a lot less complex than Facebook. It's considerably less complex than Google. And this could be could be a really interesting place for you to start playing around with advertising if you haven't yet, or to bolt on another stream of your ads. There's a very low cost of entry as well. And whilst it does take a bit of discipline to get used to the process, uh, Elle um, explains it all here in a lot of detail. So you're in for a treat. We're just about to meet her, but before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with online advertising expert Elle McCann. Elle has been helping e-commerce stores grow for over 10 years at her business, Curious Themes, both building over 150 Shopify stores and as the host of the Curious Themes YouTube channel, where she has over 30,000 subscribers for her Shopify training videos. Well, Elle's not just awesome at Shopify, she's also a dab hand at online ads. And this year, she's turned her attention to mastering Pinterest ads, both for her business and the many e-commerce stores she helps. Hello, Elle. Hi, thanks so much for having me. That's great to have you here. Well, I had to have you here after, after you gave such an awesome Black Friday Cyber Monday tip that touched on Pinterest ads. I was like, oh my God, we have to satisfy that itch. We've got to come and talk about that. So before we get into Pinterest ads though, how did you, how did you make the swerve from the world of um, building Shopify stores to getting into online ads? Yeah. So I definitely, whenever I started teaching more about how to build Shopify stores, both with my online courses, as well as my YouTube channel, I was looking for a way to kind of get my content out there more. So I was experimenting with ads for my own business that was more educational based. And then I started just trying out Pinterest and I really quickly fell in love with it 
for my own business and saw the huge potential that it also has for e-commerce. And I feel like so many people, whether you have an education or a coaching business or an e-commerce business, they're just not valuing Pinterest as much as they should. And it's one of those like hidden little social media platforms that a lot of times people forget about. And it can really be something that can really help you grow your business. So I'm so excited to talk about it with you today. Me too. And I am one of those people who's guilty of ignoring Pinterest. Well, we don't quite ignore it. Uh, My VA has a task every time a podcast comes out to post the podcast on a board. But have I logged into it? No. Uh, (laughs) Which is criminal because I think it's it's certainly in our top 20 traffic drivers to the website. So I'm everyone out there listening, do not do what I what I do here. Do what we're about to say because I am a bad example. Um right, L. Pinterest ads, let's start at the beginning. What's the opportunity? Yeah, so I love Pinterest because there is such a huge opportunity. So a lot of people aren't using it like I was mentioning. So because of that, there isn't as much competition as there is with like Facebook and Instagram ads. Also, the costs are a lot, a lot cheaper doing Pinterest ads versus Facebook, Instagram, and Google ads. So you can really get started with a very small budget. And you can even get started with just doing pins and doing organic reach and trying things out. And that's actually kind of what I would recommend first. But it's a great way to just kind of test out different content, different ideal customers, and get started for you know a relatively low budget just getting started. Which is something which a lot of the talk, and um, we've discussed this in one of the other podcasts this month, a lot of the talk at the moment is about how CPMs, CPCs are going to be hideous this this Q4 because we've got the huge surge in, in businesses going online. We've got the huge surge in consumers wanting to buy online. We're probably going to be back in lockdowns and everyone buying online and everyone fighting over what ad space there is on Facebook and Google and Instagram. And the CPMs are just going to go sky high. Oh, and we've got the American um, election as well who they're going to be spending a small fortune on ads. So it's kind of like, what? so there's an ad platform we can use, which isn't having this crazy CPM growth. That is, that's what we need to know about. That's where the opportunity is. Exactly. And I think that's a thing that's kind of different about Facebook and Instagram is that you're kind of whenever you're running an ad on one of those platforms, you have to think about it that you are kind of intruding a little bit in their newsfeed. They're there to see friends and family updates, and then you're hitting them with an ad. So you're trying to make it relevant and target relevant people, but it's still a little bit of an intrusion. So with Pinterest, however, Pinterest is actually like a great search engine. So people are coming to the platform, they're searching for specific content, and you're just providing that value value for them. And then they can then pin it to other boards and kind of create this catalog for themselves. So you're just being really helpful. And a lot of times people don't mind engaging with a brand on Pinterest where it can be a little bit more frustrating on Facebook. So I think that's another huge benefit is that not only are the pins staying forever like they do on Pinterest, where as we know, as soon as you turn off that ad on Facebook, that's poof, that's gone. Um, But you're also being a, a little bit more friendly and helpful with your Pinterest ads than you are with any other ad platform that you're running them on. For me, there were two really cool things you mentioned there. One was the fact, the reminder, I suppose, that Pinterest is a search engine. Therefore, we're putting our ads in front of people who are actively looking for what we're selling. Whereas on Facebook and Instagram, we're interrupting them from what they're otherwise doing, which which should lead to a much higher sales at the end of it. Um, and then the second one, which, um, which I think it's worth us drilling down a little bit more in, was that you were saying that 
the ads don't disappear when we stop paying for them. So are you saying that we can advertise a pin on Pinterest and if someone pins that to their board, say we sell jewellery and they pin it to their jewellery I want to buy board, that pin, even if you turn off the campaign, the pin is still there and is still potentially going to drive you a sale. Exactly. So the way that Pinterest works is that, let's say, for example, you set up a Pinterest traffic campaign, which is kind of the ones that I gravitate towards the most, but you are setting up your pin that you already hopefully have done a little bit of organic reach. You know that people are liking this pin and repinning it and clicking. And then from there, you're putting a little bit of money behind it. And what you're actually paying for is you're paying any time that someone clicks on that link for the pin and goes to your site. So if they repin it to one of their boards, or let's say one of their friends now see it on their board and they repin it and they click in, you don't have to pay for that. Where with Facebook and Instagram, the cost can add up every single time someone's even just looking at it, clicking on the ad, where Pinterest, it can go on and on and on. And one of the examples I love to share is I actually had a pin for an opt-in a couple years back that was doing really well just organically. I put $20 behind it for about two weeks. And it is still one of my leading traffic sources to my site years later. And all I did was spend $20 like three years ago. And it still is just continuing to snowball to this day. So it's always really cool to see that, that, you know, it's going for you. It's kind of evergreen marketing. So you can almost think of it kind of as um, giving a viral campaign a bit of a push rather than rather than a long term. You're going to have to pay every week to get the traffic strategy. Exactly. Oh, I like that. And now you mentioned um, something which kind of fits in with somewhere else I wanted to go, which was you said you should anything you're going to put money behind, you're going to turn into an ad. You should run organically first and see if you can get some engagement on it first. Is that essential with Pinterest ads? Yeah. So the one key difference with Pinterest ads compared to Facebook and Instagram or even Google ads is that it's a lot slower. Uh, You have to be very patient with Pinterest ads. It typically takes a week to two weeks to really even start seeing the traction um, of what pins are doing the best, what keywords are working the best for you. So if you are just trying to quickly get as many sales and traffic to your site as possible, Pinterest may not be the way for you to start. Um, However, if you do have a little bit of patience, I really recommend creating, let's say you have an opt-in for a freebie that's going to your store. Uh, I would recommend creating about five different Pinterest graphics that all look a little bit different. You can try different photography, different titles, and just create those and pin them to different boards on your profile and let them go for about two weeks. And after two weeks, you can actually start seeing the engagement people are having with those pins just organically uh, based on the followers that you have and how it's being repinned. And then from there, you can actually choose, okay, out of the five, these two were performing the best organically. So I'm going to put you know $20 behind each of those and let it go for another two weeks and and really see how it it works out. Where with Facebook and Instagram, you can kind of see how things are working within 48 to 72 hours. It is definitely a a lot more of a long-term strategy with Pinterest. So is there, we're, you know, if you consider it's October now, do we still have time to do this for Q4? Is it still worth testing it at the moment? Oh, absolutely. So I would start working on pinning any of your 
opt-ins, any of your products, if you're an e-commerce store, pinning them now and getting that organic traffic now so that come closer to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you can actually start promoting them at that point. And one of the things I do want to mention for e-commerce that I see as kind of an issue all the time with Pinterest is a lot of people for their e-commerce store, they have their product on a white background. And while it may look really nice and seamless on their store and it matches everything, Pinterest is a very visual platform. So that's just going to be boring and people are not going to click on it. You really need to do more lifestyle photos for your product. So if you're selling a coffee mug, you need to have a model holding the coffee mug, you know, posed in some kind of a, a setting. And that's going to be a lot more likely to get engagement and to get clicks on it than just your product on a white background. So the sooner you can start thinking about, you know, what kind of special images you may need to create and start pinning those on Pinterest, the better for sure. Excellent. And um, you mentioned uh, about 20 things there I want to drill in on, but we'll go, we'll go with this one first. So you mentioned about um, we could do for an email sign up. So to get those those uh, signups or we could do for a product, which do you find works best for e-commerce businesses? Should we go straight for the product and straight for the money? Or if we've got a really strong, compelling reason to sign up for our newsletter, should we try that as well? I would honestly try both at the same time. Um, I know I'm, I'm saying to do extra work then, but I think it's beneficial to do both if you have the time available and just see what people are gravitating towards the most. You know, if you have an e-commerce store, maybe the sign up for your email list isn't just, you know, get 10% off. Maybe it's a, you know, a style guide or something of how to style your clothing for fall or, or something like that that's still going to provide value and be something that people are going to look for on Pinterest as well. So I would definitely try out both. If you are doing selling an actual product, I would definitely get some pins up for that as well. But I think it's always kind of great since it is more of a long-term strategy to try a little bit of everything and just test and see what works the best. Well, and you said about, you know, timing for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So right now, if we got some organic, some really nice organic pins up in the first week of November, then about third week of November, we could go, oh, this one's got great engagement, put $20 behind it. And that's going to coincide really nicely for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. And I mean, definitely Black Friday, Cyber Monday, people shop a lot, but people also shop a lot through December. So as long as your timeline's for shipping is still going to work out with that. You could still run ads, you know, through the middle of December and still hit all those shipping timelines most likely. Excellent. And just, I know this was probably touching heart, teaching at least half the audience to suck eggs. But just to be clear, if you're doing it around your products, we're talking about best selling products, aren't we? Not the dogs that you can't manage to sell. Yeah. You definitely want to make sure that you are doing it for your your winning products, things that you know people are going to gravitate towards the most because, I mean, it is a lot of time. I was saying to create five different Pinterest images for each. And that's the same for your e-commerce products. You know, five different images of your one product with a mug. Maybe you have it just sitting on a desk. Maybe you have a model holding it. Uh, maybe you're pouring coffee into it, into another picture. So try out different shots to see what works best. And that takes time to create. So I would really look at just taking your top best-selling products that you think are going to do the best, especially this holiday season, and focus on getting those done first instead of just trying to get every single product that you have on your store up. And we talked a lot about the photography, but there's also a text element to Pinterest as well. So what do we have to write a lot of text for these ads or short text, or does it really only matter about the keywords? 
So it definitely does matter about the keywords. As I was saying, Pinterest is a search platform. So people are actually typing in, you know, healthy cookie recipes or, or whatever it is. So you want to make sure that you have those keywords in the Pinterest, uh, the pin title, the description on the board itself. Um, in your board description, you want to have those keywords in different places for sure. Um, I, it also is really helpful if you have like a Shopify store, for example, to actually add in there's a Pinterest sales channel, and that will actually add in some of that product information in automatically. So it puts in what's called product rich pin data. So it'll show like the inventory and in stock, the price, and it'll pull your description from Shopify in. So if you've got great keywords already in your product description on your Shopify store, that is going to minimize your time a little bit in terms of setting all that up. Anything which minimizes setup time, right? <laughs> definitely a fan of. Okay. And um, we all know with, with like Facebook ads and Google, we need our pixel tracking in place. I know one exists for Pinterest. Is it crucial to the activity or is it a nice to have? No, it's definitely crucial. You want to make sure that you have that in there so that you can traffic that's coming to your site as well as any conversions that you're getting. So the Pinterest conversion tag can be quickly added in through the back end of Pinterest. But that Pinterest sales channel that I mentioned for Shopify can also add that into your store as well. So the one thing that you do need to make sure is that you have a Pinterest business account. Uh, you won't be able to do it if it's a personal account. However, if you've already created a personal account for your business, you can quickly transition that to a business and then you'll get the analytics and the ability to run ads as well. Excellent. So yes to the pixel and make sure you're on a business account. Okay. So Pinterest then, Pinterest ads, does it work for everybody? Can everybody listening, is it going to work for all of them or do we need to be selling something pretty? I think it definitely depends on your ideal customer. So a large majority of Pinterest users are females. So if your ideal customer is a 50-year-old male, he may not be using Pinterest as much. So if you really want to kind of think about who your ideal customer is and making sure that they're going to actually be on that social media platform. Otherwise, you might be spending a lot of time. Um, however, if your ideal customer is a 50-year-old male, maybe you're actually creating pins that are going towards the wife or a daughter of what to get for your dad for Father's Day. So you can still kind of pivot it and make sure that it's um, still relevant to a certain type of audience. So I think it, it really is there for any kind of people that are doing you know, coaching, educational, product-based. You really just have to think about who your ideal customer is and how to connect with the people that would be coming in contact with that image on Pinterest. Yes, we kind of got both. We've got kind of got two elements to our ads, haven't we? We've got the making sure it gets found in terms of it getting, um, you know, having the right keywords and those elements. But then we've also got the side of it of making sure that graphic is sufficiently interesting that when they search, it's us, they pin. Um, yeah. It's not someone else. Yeah. So I love seeing a lot of times around the holidays, you'll see different gift guides and it's a great way to showcase your products. So it could be like, you know, what to buy for the entrepreneur, entrepreneur holiday gifts, mom holiday gifts. A lot of times people come to Pinterest for inspiration, whether they're redesigning their home or wanting a new wardrobe piece or they're looking for products to buy. So really kind of think about how you can help them and again, be that friendly, helpful resource for them and kind of minimize their time as well. And we mentioned about um, you know putting $20 behind an ad. For some of our audience, they're going, oh, brilliant, that sounds affordable. So some of them are, are going, how do I spend more? 
how do I spend more? So if we've got, you know, large budgets that we may be shifting or be interested in shifting off the other platforms because um, the, you know, the CPA, the CPMs are just going through the roof as we get closer and we want to diversify a bit. How much is it feasible that we could spend with Pinterest? Could we go a lot higher? Oh, absolutely. I think it's still important to test and not, you know, instantly put all this money in. I always like to start with $20 because with a traffic campaign on Pinterest, you can choose your different keywords that that pin relates to. So you can choose, I think they recommend at least 25. I try and do around 25 to 50 and then let that run for a week to two weeks. And then you'll actually see in your Pinterest analytics, what keywords were the best at getting clicks to your site, which ones were the cheapest, as well as which ones were costing you more. And so after you get that little bit of insight, you can then turn off certain keywords and really just move forward with a higher budget for ones that you know are going to perform the best, convert the best and, and cost the most or cost the least for you. Cool. So we've kind of got, it's, it's almost like a three stager then. We've got put up those organic pins, see which one gets the most that which you know a couple of them which get good interaction and then we go into kind of keyword targeting testing uh with our twenty dollars and then as in it I have to say it's awesome it only takes twenty dollars to learn enough to go on to the next stage because Google ads is not that way inclined. <laughs> um and then and then we get to the point where we're going, right, now we're gonna knuckle down on these keywords and this this in the, for this pin and then we're gonna chuck more budget behind it and watch the money roll in. Yeah. And so it is definitely a lot more affordable, but I think that's where people do get tripped up just a little bit because they're used to running ads on Facebook or Google where you can quickly kind of scale up and put, you know, you know, you're winning ads within, you know, three, four days and then put more money behind those, turn off the other ones. And it's a really quick cycle where Pinterest, it's definitely like setting it up and then putting a calendar reminder to be like, okay, check this in a week check this in another week. Um, so it is, again, a, that long-term strategy, which I find that some entrepreneurs just don't have the patience for and they want those results right away. But you have to keep in mind that if you can get, the, get this set up correctly the first time and get traffic, it can go well beyond after you turn the ads off. So it's really worth kind of just investing that time originally of you know putting that month towards figuring out the Pinterest ads that are working best for you instead of being able to find the results in just a couple of days. Thanks. Well, look, Elle, uh, we're going to pause now for a mind of our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about the wider world of online advertising. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. And if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your contact list, send memorable emails, automate key messages and more. Way, way more. Whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Elle, we've gone deep into Pinterest ads and given uh, the audience a lot to get going and get testing with. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of online advertising. So for the following questions, your answers can be anything to do with the world of online advertising, which of course does include Pinterest ads. Um, Elle, are you ready for these? Yeah, I'm ready. Cool. Okay. Let's start with online advertising newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with online ads, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? 
I think the the biggest thing to know is you're going to have to test and you will fail. And I hate telling people that, but it's just going to happen. I, I find so many times people come to me and they say, oh, Facebook ads don't work anymore. And then whenever I find out a little bit more, it's they put, you know, $100 in it and they ran one ad and that was that. And they just called it. And it's like, well, yes, you have to test. You're definitely going to have some failure ads that are just not going to work. And so it's really important to just set your mindset that you're in this for the long haul. You will lose some money in the beginning, but it's all going to work out. And once you find that winning ad strategy, then it, you're going to really start seeing the reward. So just make sure that you go into it knowing it's okay. It's going to take a little bit of time. You're going to lose a little bit of money in the beginning, but it's going to all work out. That is such good advice. Because I, I like you, I come across many people who are like, oh, this doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's have a look at your account. All right, you spent 50 quid <laughs> and you did it on one keyword that clearly was never going to convert anyway. Um, So, you know, it's like, let's try something else. Yeah, thoroughly agree with you there. Uh, Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve online advertising performance? Yeah, I find that no matter what platform you're on, really having great images really can make or break the ad. So I always love to try just different images and really keep testing that and, you know, changing up your ad images for the season. Even if it's just, you know, a flat lay of a product, just having, you know, more like acorns or, you know, pine cones or something for the fall just can make it be a little bit more successful than your summer styling. So just always trying out different things and being okay with, you know, taking photos multiple times, trying out different ad formats and different images, I think is a great way to continually keep things fresh for your audience who may have already seen previous ads from you and just didn't connect before. We've talked a lot about Pinterest. And if I'm driving all this traffic to my site from Pinterest, I can also then remarket them on Facebook and Instagram. And it's typically a lot cheaper for me to do that then because they have already, they're kind of warmed up a little bit. They've already seen the Pinterest ads. They've already gone to my site. So it's not going to be as expensive as if I was running it to a cold audience on Facebook. And it's a great way to kind of almost set it and forget it for the remarketing ads. So it doesn't feel like this overwhelming, I got to check my ads every single day. And it can kind of just run for itself a little bit. Oh, I love this. You're giving us such good advice today, Al. Um, now, it's impossible to improve our online marketing unless we're monitoring the performance. But the list of stuff we could monitor can be overwhelming. So what for you is the number one online advertising KPI? For me, it's always going to be about the return on investment that you put in. So a lot of times people can be really overwhelmed with how much money they may, may be spending on different ads and think, oh my gosh, I'm you know spending all this money. But if you're spending you know $1 and getting $2 back, I'll do that all day. Um, so you really want to just make sure that you're getting that money back that you're putting in and also getting a little bit so that you can scale your ads and grow your business as well. ROI. It's always about the ROI. Uh, Okay. Finally, crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in online advertising? Yeah, I think a lot of because of the current um, climate with COVID and everything like that, a lot of businesses are going more online that maybe we're just used to doing a brick and mortar store. So I think there is going to be more competition for things. However, I think with that, more people are buying online and not going to stores. So I think there's more customers than ever that are shopping online and not wanting to leave the safety of their home. And so I think you're going to see 
a lot of new time customers that are just now starting to engage with brands. So I think it's a great opportunity to really engage and build your audience over the next six to 12 months and really start building that community. Excellent. Well, look, Elle, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Yeah. So my website is CuriousThemes.com. And you can also find me at Curious Themes on YouTube. I post all about Shopify and e-commerce tips to launch and grow your online e-commerce store. Excellent. It's an awesome YouTube channel. So guys, you really should go and check that out. Um, So Elle, um, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been cool exploring an ad platform that I know not much about, but I'm very inspired to now go and spend tomorrow playing with, uh, which <laughs> which will probably see me running around the garden with mugs and uh, mugs that have the podcast <laughs> logo on and my phone, trying to take some interesting photos. Uh, yeah, try and take a photo of a podcast, people. Not easy. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, being so inspiring and um, and sharing so much expertise with us. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's always so nice to explore an untapped advertising opportunity, a way in which, you know, you can, as we were saying, you can tap into some of those lower CPMs, those lower costs per click, those that lower cost per sale, because it's a platform not everyone's using. And whilst it's a bit of a long-winded way to get set up, you know, you create five organic posts see how they go, pick the two best ones. And then for the next two weeks, test those with some keywords with maybe $20 behind it and then go on to the next stage. It's a little bit of a long-winded testing process um, compared to you know Facebook. Uh, not so much compared to Google because you'll spend months trying to optimize Google to work well for you. But clearly, there's a, there's a very nice long tail off that as those pins still exist after you stop paying for them. And definitely something which if you've got a bit of time uh, and bandwidth, I'd definitely be up for testing this Q4. You can get the links to everything we discussed and the full transcript of this episode, plus our notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. And as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all the guests from our online advertising series to join us for a Q&A webinar at the end of the month. That's your chance to get your questions answered. So if you started playing around with some Pinterest ads, come along and ask some questions about that or Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google, whatever it is you're up to, whatever online advertising questions you've got, maybe you're not sure where to start. Um, Come along and ask our experts and get yourself a bit of a leg up. And you can get yourself registered for that webinar and find out exactly when it's happening by going to keepoptimizing.com and click on the link to the webinar. There you'll find out all the details about it. And if you are listening to this podcast after the webinars happen, do not worry, you'll find a link to the replay on that webpage too. Uh, And if you get to the page and it hasn't yet happened, but you can't make the time, then please do still sign up because we send that replay out within about half an hour of the end of the webinar. So you'll get it really, really quickly. Hope to see you there for the webinar and you can catch that at keepoptimizing.com. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. And if you haven't yet heard the rest of our month of advertising experts, what's stopping you? There's no time like now to catch up on the latest tips for Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and Google shopping. We've covered them all with amazing experts who I cannot believe how many tips and tricks they've shared over the last few episodes. All of that is live right now for you to binge wherever you're listening to this. 
Now, please do tell your fellow marketers about the show as well, because the whole point is to help as many people as possible to improve the performance of their marketing. So if you know someone who's trying to get their Facebook ads, their Instagram ads, their Google shopping ads, their Pinterest ads working well right now, share these episodes with them because that is going to be a massive help to them. Now, make sure you tune in next Wednesday when we are going to be starting our series of four shows about organic social media. Yes, we are going to the polar opposite. We're going from paying for traffic on so- from social media and visibility to getting it organically. How can you get sales from social media platforms without paying for those advertising views? Well, it is essential part of a I'm a fully formed e-commerce business. So that's what we're going to be covering for the next four episodes. We've got some corkers coming up for you. And if you know someone who's particularly interested in organic social media and influencer marketing, then please let them know that's what's coming up next. So if you've got a social media team in your business or a social media freelancer or someone on your team who's really keen and eager to get it working, then make sure they know that from next Wednesday, from the next episode, we're going to be covering that from four different angles to give them the latest insights into how to get organic social media to work for your e-commerce business. Get it in the diary, let them know. Have a great week, all of you, and don't forget to turn into the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.